Hello everybody, welcome to another wonderful episode of my podcast and today I'm absolutely thrilled to be speaking with uh, Bolivia, Santa Paz and um, with a wonderful guest called Roberto Quina who has been actually working at the University UMSA in La Paz uh, in Bolivia for over 20 years, I think exactly 22 years. So, Roberto, buenas tardes. ¿Cómo estás? Hello, Rachel. Buenas tardes. Good, uh, good evening here in La Paz. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is evening. Um, yeah. And Roberto, just, just to introduce you and, and to ask you to just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and your, your wonderful history in, in English language learning. Thank you, Rachel. Basically, I'm, a, no, I'm an English teacher. Uh, this wonderful experience, being a teacher, is a really wonderful experience to me started like 25 years ago. Uh, I was hired by a by national center here at the CBA La Paz. And of course, after uh, uh, having studied uh, at the UMSA, which is a public university here in, in Bolivia, Universidad Mayor de San Andres. Mm -hmm. um, ever since uh, I have uh, taught a lot of people at the same time, I have been trying to keep updated, attending uh, workshops, seminars, presentations, and at the same time, uh, giving presentations, workshops, and seminars. So, uh, you know, a teacher teaches and at the same time learns. So I, I love learning every day with, with students. And I think this uh, will never end. Right. Yes. And I mean, it's, it's fantastic because, you know, as teachers, we are lifelong learners. And we know now, you know, from the brain perspective, that that's one of the best things that we can do in life. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, learning uh, keeps us alive. And it has to do a lot with what we are going to talk about uh, in this uh, interview. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've been actually at the university for 22 years, you said, yes? Yes. Yeah, right. uh, it's been a long time. Yes, yeah. And how how has language learning changed over these years that you've been working in this field? Well, uh, that's uh, really an uh, interesting question to answer, uh, uh, Rachel. You know, um, this uh, 23 years uh, really uh, not only in the area of uh, teaching or pedagogy, but in, uh, in general, uh, has uh, we have experienced a lot of changes, and all these changes have uh, affected uh, the way we learn and the way we teach. Yeah. You know, uh, we have uh, gone through um, a, a process of uh, changes, and we have moved from uh, different uh, perspectives of uh, teaching and from different uh, uh, methodologies to, to language teaching. Um, technology has uh, really played a really important role in this, uh, in this change, changes. I, I always uh, say that uh, this uh, uh, 
the new kind of students we have now uh, need a really a new, a really well-prepared uh, teachers. Uh, talking about uh, technology, Rachel, uh, when I think about technology, I always think about procrastination. Yes. Uh, it's easy for people not to procrastinate, and we, uh, as teachers, uh, uh, really need uh, techniques, strategies to fight against the procrastination. Uh, uh, some tasks that students used to do, that, or even we as learners used to do, in 10, 15 minutes now are easily done in one hour because uh, of this uh, 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 phenomenon. Yes. I mean, uh, procrastination, it's really uh, easy for, for, for people now to, <clears throat> to do uh, something else in, in, instead of what, what they really uh, had to do. This has uh, been a really big change to me. Uh, it, it means yeah. that we need to be really prepared to face this uh, problem now. Yes, and it's it's really distraction, isn't it, Roberto? You know, we have very easily yeah. distracted brains nowadays. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. My cat is agreeing with you. You know, the cat is here in the background and, and she absolutely agrees with us here. Now, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's hard to get focused now for right. students, even for for people who for for teachers. It's hard. It's harder for students to get uh, to keep focused. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is absolutely, absolutely. And I think each and every one of us, if we're really, uh, if we are honest with ourselves, it, you know, each and every one of us has this problem. You know, with uh, mobile phones, with distractions, with emails pinging all over the place, people demanding attention. And I think it is that sort of managing our attention more than anything. Yes, uh, uh, getting uh, or keeping uh, concentrated. Yes. And uh, that demands a lot of uh, effort, believe it or not. Uh, and, uh, now our um, students have um, really different uh, uh, kind of problems than the ones we used to have when we were learning. And it's uh, identifying those problems, dealing uh, with those problems is, is something that we as teachers should be prepared to, to do. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. And Roberto, you know, I'm asking everybody that comes onto this show, you know, what is language coaching for you? Yeah. Um, you, you as a uh, coach, you, know, you do a great job as a coach, and you know that um, you know, a coach is a form of development in which a person, let's say that a coach, can uh, support a learner or a client in this case, or a coachee, okay, in achieving specific or professional goals. Yes. And uh, this, this set, uh, language coaching, to me, uh, what language coaching does is uh, uh, takes coaching principles into language teaching. Yeah. To me, um, Rachel, a teacher should be a coach as well. You know that teachers have uh, different roles in the classroom. Teachers can be advisors, mentors, coaches, yeah. guides. And one of the roles of the teacher should be a uh, the coach. So mm-hmm. using these uh, uh, tools, these principles that coaching has, and incorporating those into language teaching. For example, uh, what we were talking about, uh, 
the way we make questions, right? Uh, uh, having students feel uh, accountable uh, yeah. and uh, let's say then uh, have them, uh, let's say, uh, be aware of the importance of uh, feedback and uh, that they really should use uh, feedback. And we as teachers also using some some, some tools uh, as uh, in, uh, regarding the way we we address the students and all those uh, principles and tools that coaching uses uh, are used in in uh, language teaching. That is. That's what I understand by uh, language coaching, mm. uh, Rachel. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, many, many guests on the show, everybody has their own interpretation, their own opinion. And it, it really is just trying to get that sort of feedback from as many people as possible just to, to really understand what it is for each and every one of us. And, um, yes, I totally agree. It is, you know, teachers nowadays, I think, have to be multifaceted. And you're right, sometimes yes. it is how to be the guide, the mentor, the teacher, the tutor, and that chameleonic coach that comes out when we, when we need it. Absolutely. And Roberto, yeah, I, ha I have to say that um, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled because I know that you are really pioneering over there in Bolivia the concept of neural ELT. So may I ask you to share with our learners a little bit about what you're doing in Bolivia? Um, you know what? Before before going into this new ELT thing, I would like to let you comment on something else. Uh, what we do on uh, and may I pose a question, uh, Rachel? Yes, with pleasure. Yeah. Uh, what you know, we can start with this. Uh, what's the the um, let's uh, how can, can I put? Yeah, the the best scenario you look for in a in a session, okay, in your coaching, in order to to find to 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 get your objectives, uh, using of course this 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 we have mentioned before. What's that scenario that is the the ideal for you to get your objectives and to to be a really uh, to establish a good communication with the coaching? So um, just to clarify, because the communication was coming and going a little bit there, and I'm hoping I can clarify also for our listeners. So um, the question is for me to to clarify what is the objective that I'm looking to get from each session? Is that what you're saying? What's the best scenario that you want to have in a session regarding your coachee? And, and uh, how, how do, what's the, 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 the best, uh, let's say, the ideal state of the coachee for you in order to get a, a really objectives in, a, in each session you uh, you work with your coaching. Right. Okay. So definitely, I mean, one of the first things is that that session should be cost effective. Um, as a coach, I think I'm very conscious that my yeah. coachee is there 
for a reason, but is also there um, paying the service. So I want to be delivering an expert service that is tailor-made for that particular learner. So for me, it's about understanding what that person exactly wants what that person needs, but also understanding that person as a person. So as a holistic human being, how does the brain function? How do they learn? How do they react? How does the whole learning process work with that person that I'm with? And from that basis, we are both of us, I think, working towards getting the maximum out of that little, little time that we're together. Great. Thank you, uh, Rachel. And uh, what you, uh, uh, you know, we have started uh, here uh, talking about uh, what neural ELT is. What neural ELT uh, does is just use all that information, all that information that is uh, produced by, by medicine, by neurobiology, yes. in the labs, yep. in the laboratories, in, with experiments and all that, it's neurality try, uh, tries to bring all that information into uh, pedagogy. In this case, into language uh, teaching. Yes. So, using that information and translating that into uh, language teaching terminology, language teaching techniques, strategies, that's what neuroreality neuro is. In Spanish, I have uh, coined a term that uh, called uh, um, Neuropea de Idiomas, which is uh, basically the same as uh, neuroreality. Neuro Fantastic. So uh, I have to uh, give credit here to Robert Murphy, who has been doing a great job in this area. The same taking all these conclusions regard, uh, related to uh, sorry, con con conclusions uh, gotten in the laboratories by um, uh, uh, neurobiologists, etc., yes. and, and trying to translate this into uh, into our area, which is uh, which is uh, uh, teaching. Fantastic. You know, uh, I'm I'm worried about uh, something. I think that teachers should be aware of, of really what is going on in the student's brain and also what's going on in their brains. And, and uh, in that purpose, I think that the process of neuroliteracy is really, really important. Yes. Important. Yeah. What I mean by neuroliteracy, all our teachers should know uh, what should have information about the new technologies, example, fMRI, that let us uh, see the brain in action, let us see what's going on in, 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 in our brain. And we don't need now to wait for someone to die in order to see what's going on in the brain, as you know, it used to happen in the past. Yeah. So uh, the teachers, I think, should... Uh, be aware of the fact that whenever they get into the into the classrooms, they are going to change their students' brains, and they are going to change their brains themselves. Yes. That's why this is uh, this process of uh, neuro literacy is important. It's 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 just that it's letting 
giving them this information. Now, you know what, uh, Rachel, um, most of the beliefs of the of the assumptions that we as teachers have and we have that we have learned from uh, uh, scholars in the past from uh, Chomsky, Kashin, Garner, and uh, so on. Uh, most of those, uh, uh, most of that theory was is really really useful, and most of the beliefs that uh, and assumptions that we have as teachers. Uh, we have created as teachers are right. Yes. Are right. Yeah. And uh, however, however, there are there is there are some uh, there is some information about the brain that uh, we we used to that, that we uh, learned uh, in the past were uh, not were, were not true. That's why now we we use the term neuromyths. Those uh, uh, yes. that information okay. Uh, those assumptions, those beliefs uh, uh, called neuromyths yeah. that we have to fight now. Yes. That we have to fight now, we have to try to uh, inform, we have to inform teachers in order for them to really um, be aware of what, uh, of, 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 this, of these changes, uh, Rachel. Yep. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Roberto. And, you know, you and I are old enough, uh, really, because we lived those myths. We lived that sort of idea that the brain was static, that, you know, we couldn't uh, renew brain cells in the brain and all of this. So you and I grew up with those myths. And and I, I personally think, you know, you're right, that not enough people in the world really have got the message about neuroplasticity. You know, we can change the brain, we can learn at all ages. And, and as we said at the beginning, life is a, should be a lifelong learning process uh, to keep the brain in shape. Yes, you're right. And uh, uh, what does uh, keeping the brain in shape uh, means? Uh, it means learning. Yes. And in, in uh, neuroscientific terms, uh, has to do with my with uh, my initiation. Yeah. Has to do with uh, neural connections. Yeah. And uh, you know some uh, old sayings that we had in the past, but like this, for example. Uh, there is one that comes to my mind. Uh, practice makes perfect. You must, uh, yes. you must have heard that. Yes. Uh, now, those the, uh, that can be explained uh, using the neuroscientific uh, terminology. Yep. Practice makes perfect has to do with uh, uh, strengthening of neural connections. Absolutely. So the more we practice, the more we learn, the more the student, the more practice, the more repetition, the more the stronger the connections and the 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 more the students consolidate uh, the knowledge. Absolutely. Uh, my is, uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 that's why it's uh, it, it's important for for the, for the students for for teachers to know that. Uh, if we we know that, uh, for example, we we have to have students practice. Now we have one more reason to uh, to really insist on that and to keep on uh, having them practice because there is a scientific uh, there's scientific evidence yeah. there's scientific evidence that uh, tells us that we students need practice because yes. that is translated into. Uh, stronger the neural connections. Yes. 
Absolutely. And I'm, I'm thrilled, you know, because um, obviously what I'm doing, we connect with the neuroscience and I'm thrilled, you know, that the ELT world, we, I have fellow colleagues who are also connecting in with the neuroscience and, and bringing out this message. And I totally agree with you. It, it, we need teachers to understand the impact they have on learners' brains the knowledge that they can bring to learners about their brains and also for us as teachers to understand our own brains. You're right, uh, Rachel. You know what, uh, uh, not only with uh, our, uh, let's say, uh, 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 language teaching, also in all, uh, let's say, streamlined edu education, for example, it's uh, uh, now uh, all this uh, knowledge let us uh, see and understand students better. Uh, there are some students, for example, who cannot memorize. Uh, we see that they, they cannot even answer, but they are playing, they playing during break time. Uh, in the past, we would say, come on, how can this student uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, understand, doesn't memorize, doesn't answer, but it's playing in the, and, uh, and, and during break time. And this uh, uh, misled uh, us in the past. Now we know that uh, the creative knowledge and uh, procedural uh, knowledge are located in different parts of the brain. And for example, the, uh, the, 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 the students have uh, an impaired hippocampus, the, the creative knowledge will be affected. But if the cerebellum is not impaired, the procedural knowledge will not be affected, but maybe an answer. So all, all this knowledge helps us understand uh, students better. Yes. And, and this is also this also gives light to understanding uh, people with, with this dyslexia, yeah. uh, which is uh, you know, many people are uh, really uh, uh, affected by this uh, problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, this really stresses the importance of uh, this uh, uh, neuroliteracy, neuroliteracy process. Uh, yes. I think should be should start uh, not only here, but uh, it should be uh, uh, all. Uh, teachers should uh, uh, learn about uh, what's really going on in, in the brain and yep. uh, should uh, take advantage of the knowledge that now uh, professional professionals bring from the lab to the classrooms. Yep, yep. And I love that term, neuroliteracy. I love it. So, Roberto, how do you see the future of language learning? Well, um, so, some people, you know, in, in, uh, Rachel, once I said that 21st century students need 21st century teachers. Yeah. So um, now we have uh, in our classes we have centennials, right? Yes. And these uh, centennials come with different uh, attitudes. They can with different questions. They can with different uh, beliefs, with different uh, uh, assumptions. So I think we teachers should be prepared to that. We, we teachers uh, should be prepared to to deal with uh, with the uh, technology, and uh, more than ever, um, we should understand, uh, Rachel, that uh, what is good for the for the brain is good for the heart. Yeah. This is something that I, I like a lot. 
You know, uh, I, I, when I was, um, uh, let's say, uh, once planning my classes, I was thinking about uh, what, how it, I, I could use this uh, this strategies, uh, this new 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 ELT strategies in my classroom. But I uh, arrived to the conclusion that um, if I treat my students with love, I will help them go through the stages we need to uh, uh, for for them to learn and for for them to really uh, master the language in this case yeah. so uh, regarding the future i think we shouldn't be so uh, scared in, in to technology or uh, let's say other changes but we, we should understand that more than ever now we have to treat students with a lot of a lot of love yes Yes. Wow. I, I, I love that way of ending today's podcast because you're totally right. 21st century teachers and learners, it is about how we communicate with each other and really how much we care and, and demonstrate that we do care. Uh, so, Roberto, thank you so much for today's podcast. That was wonderful to speak with you. And I'm, I'm just going to uh, give a little heads up to our Spanish speakers because we are actually going to be recording this uh, podcast in Spanish as well. So do connect in, uh, all of my Spanish listeners and Roberto's Spanish listeners too, because we are going to also do a version in Spanish. So Roberto, final words for our listeners today? Uh, first of all, uh, thank you very, very, very much, Roger, for this opportunity. It was a pleasure for me to first uh, uh, meet you in Santa Cruz, in Bolivia, in pleasure January. Me too, yeah. And uh, now it's uh, really a pleasure for me to uh, be uh, talking to you on, on this interview. And uh, I hope it, uh, this uh, really meets uh, what, uh, your expectations Absolutely. and uh, this really meets uh, your listeners' expectations. You know, uh, it's uh, important for us uh, as teachers to keep uh, updated and uh, with only one objective, to help our students to yes. uh, serve uh, that purpose. Absolutely. Uh, Rachel, thank you. Yes, and, and bringing languages back into that passion area you know of wanting to really spread the word of getting people to to learn languages and helping people to to come into those languages so roberto thank you very very much and to all of my listeners do tune in for the next episode in this series of what is language coaching bye bye